What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Rugby Muscle Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to discuss a concept and a little bit of a metaphor to really help you understand what you need to be doing in order to improve your rugby fitness and also what you should be avoiding to make sure that you don't stagnate or burn yourself out and make no progress. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host, as always, TJ. I'm a strength and conditioning coach who specializes in working with amateur athletes. And of course, this metaphor, this concept really does apply to amateurs, but I don't think it's just limited to amateurs. I think you you see a lot of professionals get this wrong, but they get away with it since they have the prerequisite base they're they're okay and it doesn't bother them as much but I do find that even like the semi-professionals and the higher level level athletes that I work with if I change their training in order to fit along with this way of improving their rugby fitness they make significant progress and I want you to make this significant progress as well I want you to blow your rugby fitness levels out of the water and be the fittest guy you can possibly be And I want to introduce a concept or let's introduce a little bit of a metaphor to help you understand exactly what your rugby fitness should be looking like. So this method of training is a really obvious and simple concept and I've hammered it home or I've at least hinted at it. (laughs) Two opposite ends of the spectrum there. Ooh, that could be a little bit of a hint. Let's not get into that. (laughs) Um, That if you're are slightly aware of what you might be expecting from this video then then that it was a hint if you don't know then that's completely gone over your head and I do apologize um I want to introduce a metaphor f- to help you understand it and I think this is the, the the best way to do it and it's the best way I could think of of introducing it um and that metaphor is you've been given a task where by you are s- you're put in a vacuum sealed room and you're given a task to complete in that um, vacuum sealed room and you are graded on how well you perform at that task before you either A, pass out, B, knock on the door, or I guess that's it. There could be a C where you, you, you know, you complete the task perfectly and you're okay. I don't think that works. That doesn't work for the analogy. So let's, let's admit that option. Okay. Let's say the task is, uh, you're going to build a card tower. Your, your task is to build uh, a playing card tower as high as possible in that vacuum sealed room. Um, and then from there, like you're, you're, yeah, you're graded on the height and maybe the quality of the tower. I don't know. You're graded on the height of the tower, whatever. It doesn't really matter. You're graded on that performance, right? So if I was to ask you, okay, you've got, you know, X amount of months to train for this performance, what would you spend most of your time doing? This is similar to how we sort of think about training for rugby. The answer that most people come up with is practicing, you know, the performance that you're supposed to do. So for rugby, it would be, you know, training for rugby as hard as you can or, or replicating the demands of rugby. With this task, it would be, um, okay, I want to be able to, you know, be as proficient a, a, a card tower builder as possible. And that's an absolutely fine and like completely rational solution. It seems like the only obvious solution, right? That's the only thing that you can do. Actually, it's not, right? Because when you're given this room, like you've given six months to 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 perform at this task, that six months also includes 
like being given access to that room. What you can actually do, and this is what you can do as a rugby player to improve your fitness, is improve that room. Get in a better room. That room is, I guess it's uh, the metaphor or the analogy for your actual body. Because that's what you're going to do as a rugby player. You're not going to try to improve a rugby within the constraints that your, your body has given you. You're trying to improve the constraints that your body has. So you're trying to improve your level of fitness, right? So if you were to get a bigger room, like you were to um, increase the size of that room, all of a sudden you've got that much more room for oxygen in that room. God damn it, I said rooms way too many times. You get the point that you should then have a longer time to be able to perform that card tower building task rather than force yourself to improve or to into the constraints that are proposed on you by the game which is that room or your body you want to make the constraints easier you want to make the game easier by improving the constraints by making the easier for you to perform at that task within the uh, scenario of this metaphor that would be done by lowering the floor and increasing the height of the ceiling and when you're doing and when you're talking about rugby fitness it would be the same thing you would lower the floor and increase the height of the ceiling for your fitness for your conditioning for your rugby specific aerobic anaerobic alactic conditioning that you do for the sport so let me let me break that down so lowering the, the floor is your low level aerobic training all of a sudden, if you lower the floor in this game, you've got more room to lie down, to cool down, to breathe. Training the aerobic system, you're lowering your floor because you're able to still get through quality work at a lower intensity, right? So say if you, you know, when you're running, when you're jogging from ruck to ruck or when you're just uh, keep being a part of the defensive line or when you're walking to the scrum, if you are aerobically unfit, all of those things are significantly more taxing on your body. So you're rather than recovering from big action to big action, you're actually still operating at a higher intensity and you're finding it hard to, you know, just to keep uh, your head above water. So by lowering your floor, you're able to keep your heart rate low and not just keep your wits about you, but be able to recover from those high intensity efforts and then be able to reproduce those high intensity efforts over and over and over again to go back to this and this metaphor that i introduced if you know if your floor isn't very low at all if you've got a real small room that you're trying to construct this card tower in it doesn't matter you how good you are at building a card tower if you run out of oxygen within 30 seconds you're limited by that uh, by those 30 seconds in order to build your, your tower. Whereas if you actually suck at building a card tower, but you've got hours in that room, you're probably going to perform better. And that's the same thing for your for, for rugby, right? You get more opportunities to carry if your aerobic system is good. It doesn't matter how dynamic a carry you are. If you're gassed out after the first five minutes, you're not going to play too well. And so that's what you need to understand is aerobic work is what gets you to be able to perform consistently not just week to week to week but throughout the game with your actions you get to keep reproducing high level actions not only that but you also get to you know communicate better in 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 those low intensity environments so when you're you know in your defensive line or in your in the attacking line you get to communicate with your teammates you get to assess and 
evaluate what the defense are doing or what the off or what the attack are doing and how you're going to make the best decision if you're really tired in those moments and if you haven't got a low floor if your if your heart rate is really you know ramping up and you're just waiting for the referee to blow his whistle when you're in a defensive line you increasing the likelihood that you're going to make a poor defensive read or just you know potentially even cowered out right because as Vince Lombardi once said fatigue makes cowards of us all and that's why fitness is so important even for our you know especially for should I say our fly halves our decision makers on the pitch but that's everyone throughout the game uh, or everyone throughout a rugby team should be a level, you know, a decision maker. They should be able to make the decision as to where they want to carry or what they want to do. And the fitter you are aerobically, the more you're going to put your hand up and do that. Think about if you're doing a IQ test in the middle of a 5K run, right? A max 5K run versus if you're doing an IQ test in the middle of a lazy afternoon. You want to be relaxed when you're making these decisions because that makes you think better. And so operating at a low, lower, lower heart rate doesn't just help you recover from the actions. It helps you make better decisions to make, to, to choose when you're making those actions. It also helps you communicate around. It also helps you last for the full 80 minutes. Um, and in order to train the aerobic system, you need your intensities to be low. That's why we say lower the floor. It should not match anywhere near the level of intensities that well actually it should match the level of intensity of a rugby game but the low part the part where you're walking the part where you're jogging you're just in the defensive line because your your goal is not to match the intensity or replicate what a rugby game is doing like the card analogy the goal is nothing to do with the task the goal is nothing to do with replicating what the task is the goal is to improve your situation so that when you get to doing the task you're in a better place so you know, getting a big shovel and however you want to lower the floor of, of this room that you've been given, it's not actually when you're doing it, you're not directly improving at the task, right? You're not working at doing the task. But when it comes to doing a task, all of a sudden things are that much easier. And that's how your aerobic system will help you to play better at rugby. People don't think about this when they think about condition. They just think about, I've got to match that intensity so that I've got to do better. You don't just test to get better. You've got to improve your physiology. You've got to improve these things that help you play, not just improve playing by playing. And then the other side of the coin is that you can raise the ceiling. You can increase the height of the ceiling. This only works really if you're already quite proficient at the game. So if you can't pass, it doesn't matter how fit or how powerful or how explosive you are. There's nothing really physically in the gym that you can do to improve your level of passing. However, if you've got good passing mechanics, getting slightly stronger can absolutely help you increase the length of your pass. Same thing with we're going back to this analogy, right? I'm, I'm going to get rid of this analogy and explain a bit more clearly how this works but this analogy does work for this part is if I increase the height of my ceiling now if I'm really good at building this car tower I'm now no longer uh, affected by the height of the ceiling in order to know how high I can build this card tower right so I already have to be good at building card towers in order for this to make a huge difference um as far as my actual performance of of building the high card high card tower goes, but it will affect it at some point if I get proficient at the skill. Same thing for your rugby, right? If you get a little bit stronger, 
it's going to allow you to get into better position or to hold a better position when you're jackling. But if you don't know how to jackal, it does not matter um, how strong your deadlift is, right? You need to learn how to jackal first. Also, increasing the height of your ceiling does still also give you a little bit more oxygen. It gives you a little bit more wiggle room as far as performing the, the, the task goes. And it's the same thing for rugby, right? If, you, if you're a little bit faster, you can make poor decisions or you can get away with stuff just because of how fast you are or just because of how explosive you are. So that's where you see these naturally high-performing athletes get away with more. It's not going to uh, make or break their career as far as um, you can't rely solely on that. You need to be a good rugby player. But if you get explosive, if you get powerful, if you get really good at your conditioning in those high powerful areas, then you're going to improve your ability to perform these tasks um, better. And so doing that isn't just a case of getting stronger, it's a case of getting more explosive, but it's also about working that energy system. So doing things like uh, going on the Watt bike, and you'll see a lot of this, this is usually what uh, international teams will post when they post about their high intensity sessions. In fact, when you finish listening to this podcast, if you're really that curious about this like high intensity uh, conditioning stuff, go and watch any of the All Blacks gym videos where they do conditioning or the Lions or uh, England. I know I've seen a few of the England videos where they do this. Watch their high intensity bike stuff uh, where they go on the Watt bike and see how long their efforts are. They're never more than 10 seconds and then they never show how little they're resting because more often than not, they're doing a protocol where they'll go for six to 10 seconds and then they'll rest for a minute because what they're working is their ability to ramp up to a really high intensity, go back down and then ramp it back up again every minute or so. And that kind of replicates rugby, but it also just replicates your ability to repeat those high performance efforts. There's also another protocol where you would go for like five seconds, rest for five seconds and go again. That would improve your capacity rather than your outright ability to produce power. That method wouldn't be done as consistently as your ability to reproduce power. So rather than getting to the nitty gritty of exactly what those training look like, this is more of an overview of how you need to approach your rugby uh, strength and conditioning or more specifically just your conditioning but you could use this uh, metaphor analogy to work for your overall strength and conditioning your overall approach to it is you increase the height of the ceiling and decrease the the depth of the floor you get a you get my point work on the floor work on the ceiling don't work on a space in between that space in between is your rugby right your ability to play rugby you should be doing this anyway this isn't part of your strength and conditioning you replicate the demands of rugby when you're training your rugby when most people watching this will be training their rugby once or twice a week at least that's the time when you're when you're already replicating the game of rugby when you're replicating the demands as far as fitness goes and you're also obviously clearly because it's important replicating the skills that you need to do you're working on the skills you're working on the tactical decisions you're working on the sport itself let that be the time when you're in that intensity because that intensity doesn't do much to help you um, prepare your body physically it helps you prepare all of the other stuff your skills your tactics your techniques your teamwork your decision making all this stuff is improved whilst you're training the sport but physically it's negligible. It's not the way I would do it because it causes excess fatigue um, and the actual returns that you get aren't that great. Whereas if you improve your aerobic system, 
the returns that you can get are absolutely astronomical. If you get really explosive, you want your high in strength and conditioning. If you want your high in strength and power, sorry. Again, the returns you can get on that stuff are astronomical. So you work the floor, you work the ceiling, and the room that you're in all of a sudden becomes that much easier if you nail this right. Don't want to keep belaboring this point. I hope this metaphor makes sense. I hope it helps you understand how you should be working on your rugby strength and condition or, or your rugby fitness. Um, I hope it, it helps you wrap your head around that you shouldn't be doing these long, excessive sprint intervals where you get minimal rest. And all you're doing there is degrading your ability to actually sprint fast and making yourself tired. If you're going to do sprints, do them really intense get a decent recovery. Don't practice sprinting slow because that's just going to reinforce that. If you're going to do stuff like that when you're tired, if you're going to sprint and, and keep trying to sprint and force yourself to sprint when you're tired, do that when you're doing rugby, when you're practicing that because it's not improving anything else. Other than that, you don't want to practice sprinting tired. You don't want to be tired when you sprint. So work on your aerobic system. Likewise, you don't want to practice sprinting slowly. So don't practice sprinting so you sprint fast when you're doing your sprints sprint really fast get full recovery and be back um faster each and every single week okay i think that makes sense if you uh enjoyed this episode give it a thumbs up on youtube or give us a five-star review on the podcast they are really helping i would appreciate some reviews being typed up on apple podcasts although i know most people now, from looking at my uh, reviews, my analytics, I'm seeing that most people are now listening on Spotify. So shout out to all of you listening on Spotify. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Um, if you want to work with us, coaching is now closed, but we do have programs that are open for you. And we've got some big stuff coming in the first two quarters. I mean, we're almost approaching the end of the first quarter, but by the end of June, we like things are going to be phenomenal with Rugby Muscle and we're going to give you as many different things that you can implement whilst keeping it simple into your game. Of course, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Rugby-muscle.com for all of your Rugby Muscle, Rugby Strength and Conditioning needs and I'll see you guys in the next one. 